Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, my friends. It feels like I haven't spoken to you in a really long time. When in reality, it's only been seven days. But Jesus Christ, this week has felt like a lifetime. Uh, I don't know what's happening with you guys, uh, wherever you are with the pandemic, but... uh, even though we're still in a very privileged position here in Australia, uh, it's um, right where I live is starting to become a bit of a shit show again. So, and I was thinking about this and kind of thinking about wrestling and obviously things have been uh, awful with wrestling. Um, you know, reading the speaking out, uh, hashtag has been just truly awful. Um, and, uh, I was speaking to, uh, Matt, the, the, uh, the enigma, the mystery that is Matt, my AEW co-host. And, um, you know, we were talking about how um, wrestling has been an escape for both of us uh, during the pandemic, and I'm sure it has been for everybody else, you know. Um, even if, you know, even if a lot of the time, and that's something that's come up this week as well, there were real questions about whether anyone should be performing. Um. You know, it has been nice to sit down and just forget everything else for a couple of hours. And it just, the last week or so feels like the real world is really creeping into wrestling, which was inevitable, really, when you um when you read the news stories, uh, which you can do at WrestleWolf.com, by the way. But, um, but yeah, so I kind of... You know, you can kind of go one or two ways, right? Like when when you start thinking about these things and you can be, which I have done before, and be really negative and go, I'm not watching wrestling anymore. Uh, This is too much bullshit. 
<coughs> uh, around it. Or you can kind of, you know, I watched uh, just a peek behind the coitin. The coitin? Uh, I watched Dynamite and NXT back to back. So I watched like four hours of wrestling tonight. And um, God, I was just so happy. I was just so happy watching it. You know, like the world fucking sucks at the moment. And, um, you know, like there's, it's hard not to just be completely overwhelmed with the magnitude of everything, you know, that we've got, uh, where we are with there's like panic buying started again, you know, and it's just like another thing. You know, these small things, but they add up, right? Like, over time, like, it's been, for the majority of us, it's been, like, almost six months or a good four to five months of having to, every day, have this low hum of anxiety. And, uh, you know, I can't, I forgot, I forgot about that watching both shows this week. So putting all the Wednesday Night War aside, you know, WWE and AEW bullshit, you know, WWE's the devil, WWE bad, whatever, like, Trumpian things, Twitter bullshit things that you want to roll out about either company. Uh, For me personally, it was nice to watch one okay show, which was Dynamite, and one good enough show uh in nxt but i even though i wasn't blown away by anything on either of the shows it was it was a very nice way to spend the evening and i also need to apologize for um both of these episodes coming out late we've had some scheduling issues but yeah let's get into this week's nxt now nxt really did stack uh, well, not stack the cards so much, but they <clears throat> they did do what they have been doing every week uh, for the last, oh God, it feels like at least the last six weeks, maybe even longer, of having a big main event. And my big complaint has been, uh, you know, it, it being a schmoz finish or a screwy finish or whatever you want to call, um, which thankfully didn't happen uh this week which you know i didn't walk away from nxt with a bitter taste in my mouth or so you know maybe that's why i'm feeling quite positive about this week's episode but we started off with damian priest and cameron grimes their story uh continues to to motor along uh pardon the pun there because we opened the episode with uh damian priest having been attacked by cameron grimes uh, in his own car, essentially, it looked like he'd been slammed between the car door and the car. What I love about <clears throat> <clears throat> what I love about wrestling is the not only can Cameron Grimes just brazenly attack a coworker, right? And I'd like I know it's wrestling; that's what they do. They attack each other. But you know, Damian Priest is driving to work. He's got there. He's parked his car. And then a guy who is running around in a leather vest and a giant top hat and underwear runs up, attacks him (laughs) so he can't do his job properly, 
runs off, and then the next thing we see, he's just in the ring. You know, the delivering, essentially baiting the same person into the ring. Ah, he won't show, and I know why. Tap the old nose, um, which is exactly what happened. I and like, it's ridiculous, but I love this. These are the things in wrestling that I love. You know, not everything has to make sense. Even though that's kind of the point of my podcast, I suppose, is I find plot holes and storylines and take the piss out of it, but. <laughs> Um, I really like Cameron Grimes and, and I think they've found the right um, dynamic here uh, you know, Cameron Grimes is uh, you know do you, like to use a comedy trope and they're not really doing comedy wrestling but there are entertaining, entertaining elements to it uh, you know, Grimes is the funny one. He's the chicken shit heel. He's the one doing things where you're like, oh my God. And Damien Priest is the straight man. He's the baby face. And it, they both play that part really well. Uh, I could, you know, I'm not usually a fan of really, really long uh, feuds, especially in the mid card, because it feels like after a while, it starts to feel like the, the, the wrestlers are spinning their wheels, but I could quite happily watch this for the rest of this year. Um, hopefully with one of them moving towards the North American uh, championship. This match was good. Um, you know, I had kind of written a, a full detailed rundown of what, what had happened in the match, but you guys don't really need to know that. You, you've either seen it or you, or you can check it out if you want to. Story-wise, this I, re- I really liked it for the for the men- for the reasons I've previously mentioned, but I I all I also like how each week sort of incrementally, Cameron Grimes is just getting a a bit more. Uh, you know, he plays with the fire a little bit more. He he's he's pushing the envelope a bit more every week. And like as a performer, you feel like, or as an audience, you feel like he is a performer is becoming more confident. Uh, and man, there's so much fun to watch, you know, uh, when someone just fits into their character and then all of a sudden you're like, whoa, when did this happen? When did I start? You know, I love hearing it on other people's podcasts and stuff as well when like people realize like, I think I like Britt Baker. Or I think I like Cameron Grimes. Or, you know, I think I like Dexter Loomis. Um, but overall... I really enjoyed this. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10 because it's just rolling along. Nothing, you know, for these guys, like nothing absolutely spectacular, but really, really good. Um, Yeah, we had a non-title match for uh, Santos Escobar. He defeated Jake Atlas. I assume that they're trying to set up an angle between these two guys because everybody's new favorite boy on the block seems to be Jake Atlas. Um, cool. Uh, I, I'm re- I'm still really nonplussed about the cruiserweight division, and I still have a really bad taste in my mouth about the whole Drake Maverick thing. You can call me a boring, negative old man as much as you want. I'm not going to forget that in a hurry. Like, I know most people move on within about six minutes of things these days, but that was bullshit. Um, And we still haven't gotten to the bottom of all of that. 
And uh, I was thankful that Drake Maverick wasn't on the show this week, though. So that's that was something. Um, five out of ten. You know, like the match itself was fine. Both of these guys can compete, but they didn't definitively push a story of any description that I could see. And um, yeah, I just you know, I, I yeah. <laughs> um, Next up, we had Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez uh, versus Caden Carter and Casey uh, Cantazaro. Uh, this all led to Dakota Kai again saying that she wanted Io Shirai and that she was coming after the, the Women's NXT Championship. And I say, bring it on. I cannot get enough of Dakota Kai. Uh Two Aussies and a Kiwi, uh, you know, featuring on NXT in a big way this week, you know, gave me some Anzac pride, bruh. But, um, yeah, this match was good. Everyone in it was doing their job, but uh, Dakota Kai essentially announced again that she wants the issue. I think this is going to creep along for a bit, uh, but I can't wait to see those guys eventually wrestle. Uh, next up, we have Karen Cross versus Bronson Reed, and this is the first time in. Oh, sorry, that uh, I'll give that uh, six out of ten because it did push the storyline forward a little bit. Uh, didn't really do much for everybody else. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez looked, um, she looked big and powerful. <laughs> Morello called her Big Mama Pump. Uh, I don't know whether I love that nickname or despise it. Um, but it's going to keep getting used, I can tell. So, uh, yeah. Uh, next up, we are Karrion Cross uh, defeating Bronson Reed in, in a match that I actually quite enjoyed. Um, and, and sort of for the first time was like, oh, okay, all right. Yeah, Karrion Cross is, is, is good in the ring. Um, you know, we had seen that with Tiamas, uh, Tommaso Ciampa, but, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed this. Um Bronson Reed didn't look weak. He he got a lot of offense in. Um, but Cross keeps winning. And uh, basically at the end of this match says, I'm still I'm still coming after Adam Cole. And uh, so the walls are closing in on Adam Cole. And he was interviewed uh, during the course of the night. Uh, Adam Cole, that is, being asked... Uh, you know, who he would prefer to win the match. Uh, And essentially, he did some very nice Adam Cole work where he said he doesn't care because whoever wins, they're going to lose. Because he's Adam Cole, baby. No one can say the baby the way Adam Cole does. Um, Yeah, so all up... You know, this uh, carrying across Bronson Reed thing, uh, story-wise, it's fine. Probably a six, uh, maybe seven. I'll give it seven out of ten because the match was quite good. And uh, it, and it pushed the it pushed the storyline along. You know, we're, we're getting to Cross versus Cole. Um, I think. I don't know. I really, yeah, we'll get we'll get to that once we get to the American, <laughs> the North American title match. 
Uh, next up, we had Rhea Ripley versus uh, Alia. Earlier in the night, Robert Stone, who is your um, he's your go-to comedy character uh, every week these days on NXT. He bumps into Rhea Ripley while she's trying to do a interview and says, "Hey, I'm giving you a second chance as the golden ticket to get on board with the Robert Stone brand, baby." And uh, and Rhea Ripley is, is not uh, impressed. Gives him about a minute and a half to speak his mind and then picks him up and throws him in a bin again, uh, which is essentially, this is the second time she's done this now. And I feel like this is going to happen quite a bit. Alaya uh, 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 comes out and says, you know, just because your career has gone to... Um, you know, rubbish or has gone to trash doesn't mean that you have to throw pause stony over here into the into a you know into the bin or whatever. Trash bin, you get it. Um and then she slaps Rhea Ripley across the face, which is never a good idea. Um and then Rhea Ripley stays very calm for someone who is quite an angry lady uh and says you just got yourself your own golden ticket, mate, into my ring. It's still weird to me to hear an Australian accent, like whether it's the Iconics or Rhea Ripley or Bronson Reed, to just all of a sudden hear someone, because you've got all these like American voices and then all of a sudden someone like, coming up on NXT, blah, blah, blah. And then the next thing you hear is like, you just booked yourself a, ticket into our ring mate it just we we don't sound as authoritative you know there's still this kind of like wild-eyed you know <laughs> youthfulness to our voice besides the upward infliction on everything um anyway Rhea Ripley wins this match uh, it leads to a little another promo vignette where Robert Stone is on the old conference call, the video call. I wonder if they use Zoom or Skype at WWE. They probably they seem like a Skype company, right? Anyway, Mr. Regal's on Skype talking to Curtis Stone, and Curtis Stone says, you have to give us a rematch against Ray Ripley. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Regal says, yeah, I will. The two of you are now going to wrestle Rhea Ripley next week on NXT. So how are they going to get a bin out to ringside? Uh, I don't know, but somehow they'll put it out there and, and, uh, they call him Curtis Stone. That's the chef, isn't it? Uh, hey, well, let's just call him Stoney because I can't remember his first name. Uh, <laughs> we'll get thrown in a bin of some description next week. Uh, I don't... This feels like... You know, they were big upping Ray Ripley during the match on commentary, right? So, like, she's not getting buried or anything like that. And you, you feel like she's going to have her moment with Io Shirai or Charlotte or both... Um, you know, like, as I said, when she became champion, she was only 23. So, you know, she could be wrestling for WWE for 20 years longer. 
you know she could have a an undertaker she could be a female undertaker um you know as far as tenure is concerned and um but i just it's probably good for her to be doing these kind of like weird comedy spots because it she needs to loosen up a bit she needs to be a bit more loosey-goosey um on on camera something i've had to try and teach myself in uh while doing this podcast trying to go from and next we had the next match we had was blah 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 and actually just talk to you guys um because off the cuff you know it can be somewhat entertaining uh i just hope they don't what i'm saying what i'm trying to say to you guys is i just hope they don't keep Rhea in this storyline uh with stony and alive for a long period of time um because i feel like the shitness of them could rub off on Rhea Ripley a little bit. Um, but yeah, again, six out of 10, it, it told a story and ultimately that's what we bitch about when there isn't stories, you know, so, um, but I wasn't blown away by anything in this, except I, I do love the recurring, you know, uh, almost Buster Keaton-esque joke of Stoney ending up in a bin at the end of every time he's on the screen he ends up in some sort of bin um, yeah I still don't like the theory that he's a um, Tony Khan you know he's meant to be Tony Khan uh, but anyway let's. I promised that I wouldn't talk about that stuff this week so let's not talk about it uh, next up, we had my favorite, and I've decided, guys, th- this is my new favorite. Um, and uh, not to make light of the situation, but it is very difficult to pick a favorite wrestler at the moment because you'll <laughs> you'll pick one, and then the next morning you open up Twitter and discover they're a monster. Um, so, but at the moment, I'm going with Dexter Loomis, whose character is meant to be a monster. Um, and I'm 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 actually really enjoying his reign of terror on the rest of uh, the undisputed era. And while Adam Cole is off doing serious champ stuff, uh, Dexter Loomis is just terrorizing, <laughs> uh, you know, Roderick Strong and um, uh, and the Fishmeister, Bobby Fish, and. Um, yeah, I want more of this. The little promo, you know, where, um, you know, where they were trying to get Roger Strong to to do his uh, his immersion therapy, being in the boot of the car again, he couldn't do it, and uh, or he did do it, but then it was still freaking him out. And there is a, I like this story, right? Because if you, if you, if a weird man who doesn't talk with peroxide blonde hair who dresses like dexter um not dexter loomis like dexter the the hbo character like you know uh superhero slash serial killer like vigilante uh you would be and and he kidnapped you and stuck you in a boot of a car and you didn't get back home for three days um you know, uh, having this reaction is actually what would happen, you know, no matter how big a 
big tough wrestler you are. Um, and I'm enjoying the sort of like fake bravado of all the guys in the undisputed era and that sort of like, you know, wiltering away, um, you know, melting away when they're, when they're confronted with Dexter Loomis on their own, um, you know, sort of showing that like, yeah, they're all the undisputed era are very tough when the four of them are together, but you get them on their own, uh, and not so much, not so much. Um, I enjoyed all of this. Uh, I'm going to give it an eight out of 10. I think it was well told. It's, you know, the match itself was okay. Um, I liked the continuing story of it. I really liked Dexter Loomis. It, it's dumb wrestling. Like it's, you know, it's like, well, <laughs> it's Volmer. It's WWE 101. Oh, and WCW did this as well. It's like, just, you know, have a character that is like six years, like they're, they're always six to seven years off when the product is hot, you know, like, so it's 2020. When was Dexter at its most popular? Like 2013? So like, you know, 17, you know, seven years later, WWE had a character that is based on Dexter, you know, um, and I don't know whether it's done on purpose. So like people, cause people will, you know, they think people forget or I don't know whether I don't, who knows, who knows, but I love it anyway. Uh, so all of this, you know, the Dexter versus undisputed era for this week, I'll you know give it eight out of 10 because it's, you know, you could quite easily look at it and be like, oh, it's more of the same, you know, boring, more of the same. It's the same shit every week, but it's not, there's little subtle things happening you know like it looked like Roderick Strong had had a, a breakthrough it looked like he'd sort of you know overcome his adversity uh and he hadn't he he hasn't he has not dealt with this um the thing is that at the moment Dexter's the face so you can't have Undisputed Era overcome their fear because that's the hero's job so it'll be, I'm, I'm interested to see where they take this storyline. Uh, and then we finished up with the North American Championship match, which is why everyone was tuning in. And I'm almost 100% sure why NXT uh, won the ratings this week. And uh, for the first time, by the way. So congratulations to everyone involved at uh, NXT. Um, you know, but look, can we, like, seriously... Can we stop trying to turn this into the Monday Night Wars, man? Like, what, what doesn't everyone understand about having a vibrant industry actually makes it better for you as a fan? You know? I don't understand how you don't, don't get that. You know, like, do you love capitalism so much that you want to live under a monopoly where you just get fed the same shit every week? and love it like you know the reason why nxt is putting a caliber of match like this on weekly tv is because they have to compete with AEW. you know this would be a takeover match for sure maybe a headline takeover match if AEW didn't exist so just sit back and reap the benefits rather than 
jumping on Twitter and Facebook and yelling at each other about which company's better. You know, like if you don't like the other one, don't watch it. Um, you know, except when they pull shit like the Jeff Hardy shit. You know what I mean? That's when companies need to be told, like, hey, stop it. This match was fantastic. And of course it was, because look at the three people in it. Um, now, story-wise, I have some things to say. Some critiques, if you will. Um, now... You probably have worked out that I really like Finn Balor. uh, And I especially like him in this tweener, in-betweener role. Uh, He's not quite a face, not quite a heel. And I want him, to me, for every week he comes, he's back in NXT and isn't either champion or number one contender, it makes him look so weak when you consider his history in NXT and Raw. You know, like... it. I'm not saying he's getting buried or anything like that because he's not. He's still, you know, I mean, he had a championship match this week. But... And I understand that Keith Lee is the... You know, he's the guy that is being pushed it seems like um and if we're looking at adam cole versus carrying cross after this keith lee adam cole match um then it makes sense that maybe they're trying to take this north american belt off keith lee for him to maybe go up to the main roster um and then that leaves, you know, Finn Balor or or Johnny Gargano to to go after Cole or Cross, whoever has the North American belt, and then and go on from there. Um. So you know, when you sort of work it out, it's not as surprising. But just watching it as a fanboy, as a Mark, as a neckbeard, uh, I. You know, I wanted Finn Bella to Finn Bella to win, and when Keith Lee won, I was like, hmm. <laughs> um, but it feels like they've been setting that match up for a long time, Keith Lee, Adam Cole. So they keep doing what they're doing, doing it right. Um, I'll be looking forward to that match, but I just I am worried. And I think this is like the third week in a row that I've said this might even be the fourth, which would be a month, kids, if we're counting along at home. One, two, three, four. Um, where I'm, I'm just worried about Finn Balor, you know? Like, is it... There are certain wrestlers with WWE where they... They just don't click. You know, like the, and you know, people will be like, oh, you're a universal champion. But like, they don't, um, you know, if we're all being honest with ourselves, like Finn Balor and WWE just have not been the first NXT run and the first sort of six months of Raw. Yeah, okay. Like the, it, it was purring along then. But that's been, what, f- three, four years? 
and they just have not been clicking. You know, it's like when you can see two friends in a relationship and you know they're not happy anymore. You can't just walk up to them and be like, break up. (laughs) But deep down, you're like, I wish those guys would break up with each other because they're miserable. And it feels like, you know, well, actually, WWE feel like the abusive partner, maybe, in this, you know, emotionally abusive. They'll sort of, like, promise Finn the world and then ignore him you know, and, um, and he's doing really good work. Anyway, I'm sort of jumping the gun because we don't, we don't know, but if we're still in the same position with Finn Balor by the end of this year, he himself would have to start considering his options, you know, whether it's AEW or Impact or, or whatever, um, because he's just, he's not, he's not flavor of the month in NXT, you know, he's in the top four or five, but there's three guys ahead of him, like Keith Lee, Adam Cole, and and Karrion Cross. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, <clears throat> and Johnny Gargano is interesting as well. Like, you know, he's not going anywhere. He's Mister NXT, um, and he's just starting to get this this fate uh, this heel character over uh but he didn't get much out of this match besides the fact that they could say you know essentially the story is about keith lee so when keith lee goes up against adam cole they can say remember he beat finn balor and johnny gargano in you know at the same time it's that whole you know uh he used to say for years about Chris Jericho. They had to beat Rock and Stone Cold in the same night to win the the world championships. Or you know, Daniel Bryan had to beat Batista and Randy Orton and Triple H to win the you know whatever it is. Uh, it's it's all about hyping one particular wrestler or putting them over. And um, yeah, I just sort of um interested like now that Keith Lake goes off and does this storyline with Adam Cole um you know what happens to these two what happens to you know you can't do Finn Balor and Johnny Gargano again that that's been done and it was fine um probably not as good as everyone thought it was going to be but it was good um yeah we gotta find these guys we've gotta find these boys some stories um but look, everyone, you know, people love Keith Lee. I like Keith Lee. I don't, it's one of those things where uh, I don't quite get it as much as everyone else. Um, you know, like, I, I suppose I should actually qualify that statement. You can't just sort of look, oh, I like him. Um, I don't, I think... For some reason, I've never been drawn to super heavyweights as a uh, as a as a fan, and I, that's probably because I'm a relatively little dude, like I'm five nine, five ten. Um, so you know, I've always kind of been drawn towards your Shawn Michaels, Daniel Bryan, CM Punk's, Bret Hart kind of guys. Um, although Bret wasn't that small, but you know what I mean. Um, and so whenever, 
you know, whenever big guys come in, I'm not, it, that's not something that interests me, you know. Uh, if two big boys, you know, face up to each other, you know, I'm like, like everybody else. But I can't really think of a big wrestler that I have got into because the things that they do, and I know Keith Lee does a lot of sort of smaller guy moves, but, you know, it's a lot of choke slams and clotheslines and shoulder charges. Uh, just stuff that I'm like, eh, I don't, power doesn't, your power doesn't interest me. It's not, you know, from a character standpoint as well, it's like I'm not interested in who's the most powerful because that doesn't necessarily mean you're the best. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're the champ. Um, you know, Adam Cole's the champ and he's tiny, um, you know, compared to Keith Lee. So it's not, I'm not ho-hum about it, but I'm like, well, eh, you know, but I know, I know a lot of dudes, a lot of, well, not, sorry, not just dudes. Uh, I know a lot of people who, well, actually in this case, I think it is a lot of dudes. I think there's a lot of dudes out there who are like, yeah, a big guy, like a big guy. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and I don't, uh, but anyway, it'll be interesting to see what happens with, um, yeah, after this match, Keith Lee won. Adam Cole comes down the ring, shows off his belt. Keith Lee shows off his belt, and that's where we're at. Uh, and it was cool. That was a cool moment to end on. And it's so much. It's like I, I just want to like, <laughs> I just want to ring the creative teams, like just shake them by the shoulders, and be like, see, see what happens when you like. One, you advertise a great match, right? But two, it's and it's a championship match. It's not just like a, a match match. And to, like three, you let it finish. You let it have an actual proper finish. Um, even if it is the champ retaining, <clears throat> that's still a thousand times more interesting than, you know, Charlotte Flair arriving and, getting involved um but anyway, anyway had to have a dig at charlotte wouldn't be an episode without it um yeah this i look i enjoyed i enjoyed this and i want to i want to uh i want to give a shout out to the people who you know and i don't want to date this in case something more awful news comes out but for everyone who is having a hard time loving wrestling at the moment, and it can it can be, you know, there's a lot of names in the last couple of weeks or the last week where I've been like, what? Oh, no. You know, and you think about it from a selfish point of view, you know, I, I can't, I won't see them wrestler. I can't wear their T-shirt anymore or, you know. And yes, that sucks, right? In a in a very first world, me 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 kind of way. But think about why, you know. And I'm not going to lecture you guys because there's been enough of that going on. Like not lecturing, but one as a white man, I'm not someone who should be talking about what should and shouldn't be happening in this conversation. I'm just listening. Um. But yeah, I'm also not going to tell you guys 
how to enjoy your fandom either. What I would say is that it's probably worth having a think about, um, you know, how hard it's been for the girls who've had to come out and share these awful stories and, and then actually live those experiences beforehand. You know, so for how much it, it sucks for us, um, you know, that we've had to like sort of have this hanging over our heads for a week or so, you just imagine the people have had to live through these horrible, horrible situations, you know, um, and hopefully it's a learning mo- moment, you know, hopefully it's like, well, fuck, you know, things really improved since this, you know, then I hope it becomes that thing like, well, you know, and then speaking out happened and, you know, or like, oh, well, it's been really good since speaking out. Like, I just, I just, we, that's my wish that everything, you know, uh, is better. <laughs> um, that was a nervous laugh. Uh, uh, I genuinely, I hope everything is, is just better after, after this, there's going to be a lot of pain. It's going to take a lot of time for people to heal. It's going to be a lot of anger. There's going to cause a lot of change. People don't like change. There's going to be a lot of angry people around, <clears throat> um, for a long time. You're going to get a lot of Jim Cornettes popping up out of this, but um, you know, for every Jim Cornette that I see on social media, I, you know, I see hundreds of really beautiful people reaching out to each other and looking after each other. And that, that's why I've always been drawn, you know, since I've come back to wrestling in the last 10 years or so, I've really been drawn to the wrestling community because, you know, the majority of us are a bunch of freaks, you know, and even if you're not, you become one because you love wrestling and the rest of the world don't understand our love. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. And then, you know, hopefully all these wrestling promotions actually test their wrestlers and let people wear masks and social distance. And, you know, if things get too bad, shut down their goddamn TV shows. Um, you know, even if it means that we're going to be upset for a couple of weeks, people's lives are more important. But anyway. That's my little two cents at the end. I thought this episode of NXT, uh, I was about to call it NXT Dynamite. That'd be an interesting show, wouldn't it? Uh, WWE NXT. Um, I'll give it a 7.5 out of 10. Very good. Really good. Maybe not very good. Really good episode. I'm going to leave it there because I've been speaking to you guys for 40 minutes. Uh, and I didn't realize how I, how I did that. But um, I hope you guys are kind of enjoying the more laid back, uh, conversational um, me. And um, yeah, sort of got the picture from you guys loud and clear that you did still want me to go through the card and give marks and, and not just talk. <laughs> so I got that cool we're back on track but i just you know try and be a bit more jovial and not so shock jock um about it because at the end of the day guys like as i was saying in the beginning of the podcast the world is serious enough as it is without us having to turn something that is really beautifully juvenile and silly uh into something else that's deadly serious as well 
but on that note, stay safe, and I will talk to you tomorrow uh, on the AEW Dynamite Show.